Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Thursday, December 7th. Happy, well, Thursday, I guess. When I first started these calendar gags, they were supposed to be a catalyst for wishing all y'all a happy day and a way to make Bible reading something lighthearted and fun instead of a chore, and maybe even sneak in a sermon when you ain't looking. And since there's over 1,500 national days of something or other, I figured I'd never have trouble finding something to make fun of. I mean, make funny. But not so. Sometimes the calendar people give me nothing to work with. Like today is International Civil Aviation Day, which celebrates commercial air travel. And I don't know if you've been through an airport in the last few decades, but celebration is not the adjective that comes to mind. At one time, air travel was something we got dressed up for. Now it's basically getting groped just to ride a glorified Greyhound bus from one mall to another. Today is also National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day which honors the 2,403 people who died when the Japanese bombed it in 1941. So yeah, trying to make that funny is in about as bad taste as pairing it with Aviation Day in the first place. What were y'all thinking, calendar people? And then we got Letter Writing Day, which I've already dogged out as the slowest, most expensive, least efficient form of communication still in use. It's also National Cotton Candy Day, or as I call it, Sugar Coma on a Stick. Two dentists, of all people, figured out a way to melt sugar and then spin it out so it gets all stringy as it cools, then twirl it up into a giant puffball to diabetes on a stick. And it's fun and all, but that's about where it ends. It's also the eve of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, which is the celebration of the night before they celebrate Mary's conception without sin, which is only celebrated in Colombia, where they don't listen to Bible Y'all Paul. So I guess I'll just sit here and complain till I run out the clock which I did. Our reading for today is Hosea 6, 1 through 9, 17, 3 John 1, 1 through 15, Psalm 126, 1 through 6, and Proverbs 29, 12 through 14. So if y'all are ready, the calendar people thought they had me, but sarcasm is my superpower. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, yesterday on December 6th in the Old Testament, we read Hosea 4, 1 through 5, 15. And Hosea is giving Israel a pretty straightforward report of what God's been telling him. It says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying and killing, and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood toucheth blood. And blood toucheth blood is meant to convey the image of bodies piling up and mingling blood on the ground. It's like literally blood touching blood. Therefore shall the land mourn. There's that personification of the land again. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night. And I will destroy thy mother. And thy mother refers to the nation of Israel, not like literal mothers. And verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And it says, my people are, not my people is, which is what the Hebrew says and indicates he's not using the word people to refer to the nation of Israel like he usually does, but individual people in the land. So he's really calling folks out. And lack of knowledge is literally of the knowledge, a specific piece of knowledge of God as Savior, probably, or maybe just the knowledge of God in general was rejected by them. But because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. 
And these people don't know, not because they've never been told, but because they would rather believe a lie. Like the Red Queen said in Alice in Wonderland, sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. And most people take that to be some kind of inspirational, if you can believe it, you can achieve it sort of thing. But I'm pretty sure Lewis Carroll meant the opposite, that it's more about the rejection of truth and logos. People will twist their minds into all kinds of shapes if it gets them what they want. And if believing that God isn't what he said he was lets them sin, then not even Jesus coming to earth himself is enough to change their minds. Anyway, verse 13, They sacrifice upon the tops of the mountains and burn incense upon the hills under oaks and poplars and elms, because the shadow thereof is good. And I think the point he's making here is people will happily sell their souls just for a cool shady spot up on the hill in the nice neighborhoods where they can escape the heat of having to work for a living having to deal with reality, and tell themselves they're special. But therefore, your daughters shall commit whoredom, and your spouses shall commit adultery. And he's saying that self-deception always ends up in a bad place. And if I'm right about that interpretation of that verse, then those six words, because the shadow thereof is good, that's some of the finest poetry I have ever seen. Then he says, I don't punish fathers for their children's sin, and I won't punish Judah for Israel. But all will have to stand for their own sins. And in chapter 5, he's still going on about the whoredoms of Israel and Ephraim too, and how they're going down. For they have begotten strange children. Not that there was something wrong with the children. They were just estranged from God, is the idea. Therefore will I be unto Ephraim as a moth, and to the house of Judah as rottenness. As in how moths and rot consume their coverings, their clothing, more poetry. Chapter 4, verse 1, This the latter part of it. So... Because there's no faithfulness, truth, or kindness, loyalty, or knowledge of God in the land, they're swearing, deception, murder, stealing, and adultery. They employ violence so that, so that bloodshed follows bloodshed. The land mourns, the people languish, and wildlife disappears. Faithfulness, truth, kindness, loyalty, and knowledge all imply something, someone, Beyond what we can see, do, and experience, it's obedience to God. That was good. You got stuff I missed. And then in the New Testament, we read 2 John 1, 1 through 13. It's another new book. And the eggheads like to argue over whether John wrote this letter because he didn't identify himself by name in it. But the early church fathers all thought John wrote it, so I'm going with that. The bigger question is, who was he writing to? He addressed the letter to the chosen lady and her children. And that either refers to an actual woman or serves as a metaphor for the church. And I say it was to a real person because I have a hard time believing that John wrote a letter to nobody just so he could hear himself talk. Oh, yeah. That's something college professors do. (laughs) His big theme for this letter is truth and love and how they're kind of the same thing, really. Verse 6 says, And this is love that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. Love and logos are the same thing. For many deceivers are entered into the world, who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. So don't be fooled. If any of them come to you, and don't bring this doctrine with them, don't even receive them into your house. And he closes by saying to this woman, I have a lot to say, but I'd rather not put it in writing. And apparently Facebook was spying on him, too. (laughs) Stuff never changes. (laughs) Now, according to Haley's Bible Handbook, This is John, the last surviving apostle, and is a personal letter to friends he hoped to see soon. So, my narrative on this. 
We are to walk in love. When we walk in love, we walk in God. But this doesn't mean be hospitable to enemies of the truth. We are to have nothing to do with them. If we give them so much as a greeting, we participate in their evil deeds. New American Standard Version says, If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive them into your house and do not give him a greeting. The Young's Literal Translation says, And say not to him, Hail! I mean, don't even greet them. No use, no use of our words to acknowledge or bless them in any way. They are enemies of the truth. John says these false teachers do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. They are deceivers, and we can be guilty or cause someone to stumble simply by associating with them. So, before someone speaks in your church, your Bible study, your prayer group, find this out and have nothing to do with them. This is walking in God. This is walking in love. Identify the threat by your actions, by our actions. Do not give false teachers a platform. And then in Psalms, we read Psalm 125, 1 through 5. It's another song of degrees. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. God is steadfast and is going to get his way eventually is the big idea. Verse 3, For the authority of wickedness shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous. Amen. And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs 29, 9-11, which says, If a wise man contendeth with a foolish man, whether he rage or laugh, there is no rest. The bloodthirsty hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. So, I don't care whether you scream at a fool or you're his best friend. You can't teach him nothing. (laughs) In verse 11, better to keep your mouth shut and appear stupid than to open it and remove all doubt. 29.11, a fool sends forth all his spirit, but a wise man holds his spirit back. And Young's literal translation, a fool bringeth out all his mind and the wise till afterwards restrains it. So we don't speak everything that's in our head like a fool does. There's self-control, and we don't scream at the fool, even though everything within us wants us to. (laughs) But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for December 7th is Hosea 6, 1 through 9, 17. Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. After two days will he revive us, and the third day he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. O Ephraim, what shall I do unto thee? O Judah, what shall I do unto thee? For your goodness is as a morning cloud, and as the early dew it goeth away. Therefore have I hewed them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and thy judgments are as the light that goeth forth. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. But they like men have transgressed the covenant. There have they dealt treacherously against me. Gilead is a city of them that work iniquity, and is polluted with blood. And as troops of robbers wait for a man, so the company of priests murder in the way by consent, for they commit lewdness. I have seen an horrible thing in the house of Israel. There is the whoredom of Ephraim, Israel is defiled. Also, O Judah, he hath set an harvest for thee, 
when I return the captivity of my people. Chapter 7 When I would have healed Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered, and the wickedness of Samaria. For they commit falsehood, and the thief cometh in, and the troop of robbers spoileth without. And they consider not in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. Now their own doings have beset them about. They are before my face. They make the king glad with their wickedness, and the princes with their lies. They are all adulterers, as an oven heated by the baker, who ceaseth from raising after he hath kneaded the dough, until it be leavened. In the day of our king the princes have made him sick with bottles of wine. He stretched out his hand with scorners, for they have made ready their heart like an oven, whilst they lie in wait. Their baker sleepeth all the night. In the morning it burneth as a flaming fire. They are all hot as an oven, and have devoured their judges. All their kings are fallen. There is none among them that calleth unto me. Ephraim, he hath mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. Strangers have devoured his strength, and he knoweth it not. Yea, gray hairs are here and there upon him, yet he knoweth not. And the pride of Israel testifieth to his face, and they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. Ephraim also is like a silly dove without heart. They call to Egypt, they go to Assyria. When they shall go, I will spread my net upon them. I will bring them down as the fowls of the heaven. I will chastise them as their congregation hath heard. Woe unto them, for they have fled from me. Destruction unto them, because they have transgressed against me. Though I have redeemed them, yet they have spoken lies against me. And they have not cried unto me with their heart, when they howled upon their beds. They assemble themselves for corn and wine, and they rebel against me. Though I have bound and strengthened their arms, yet do they imagine mischief against me. They return, but not to the Most High. They are like a deceitful bow. Their princes shall fall by the sword for the rage of their tongue. This shall be their derision in the land of Egypt. Chapter 8 Set the trumpet to thy mouth. He shall come as an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and trespassed against my law. Israel shall cry unto me, My God, we know thee. Israel hath cast off the thing that is good. The enemy shall pursue him. They have set up kings, but not by me. They have made princes, and I knew it not. Of their silver and their gold have they made them idols, that they may be cut off. Thy calf, O Samaria, hath cast thee off. Mine anger is kindled against them. How long will it be ere they attain to innocency? For from Israel was it also. The workmen made it, therefore it is not God. But the calf of Samaria shall be broken in pieces. For they have sown the wind, and they shall reap the whirlwind. It hath no stalk. The bud shall yield no meal. If so be it yield, the stranger shall swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now shall they be among the Gentiles as a vessel wherein is no pleasure. For they are gone up to Assyria, a wild ass alone by himself. Ephraim hath hired lovers. Yea, though they have hired among the nations, now will I gather them. And they shall sorrow a little for the burden of the king of princes. Because Ephraim hath made many altars to sin. Altars shall be unto him to sin. I have written to him the great thing of my law. But they were counted as a strange thing. They sacrifice flesh for the sacrifices of mine offerings, and eat it. But the Lord accepteth them not. Now will he remember their iniquity, and visit their sins. They shall return to Egypt. For Israel hath forgotten his Maker, and buildeth temples. And Judah hath multiplied fenced cities. But I will send a fire upon his cities, and it shall devour the palaces thereof. Chapter 9 Rejoice not, O Israel, for joy, as other people. For thou hast gone a-whoring from thy God. Thou hast loved a reward upon every corn floor. The floor and the winepress shall not feed them, and the new wine shall fail in her. They shall not dwell in the Lord's land, 
But Ephraim shall return to Egypt, and they shall eat unclean things in Assyria. They shall not offer wine offerings to the Lord, neither shall they be pleasing unto him. Their sacrifices shall be unto them as the bread of mourners. All that eat thereof shall be polluted. For their bread for their soul shall not come into the house of the Lord. What will ye do in the solemn day, and in the day of the feast of the Lord? For lo, they are gone because of destruction. Egypt shall gather them up. Memphis shall bury them. The pleasant places for their silver, nettles shall possess them. Thorns shall be in their tabernacles. The days of visitation are come. The days of recompense are come. Israel shall know it. The prophet is a fool. The spiritual man is mad for the multitude of thine iniquity and the great hatred. The watchman of Ephraim was with my God, but the prophet is a snare of a fowler in all his ways and hatred in the house of his God. They have deeply corrupted themselves as in the days of Gibeah. Therefore he will remember their iniquity. He will visit their sins. I found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers as the first stripe in the fig tree at her first time. But they went to Baal Peor and separated themselves unto that shame, and their abominations were according as they loved. As for Ephraim, their glory shall fly away like a bird, from the birth and from the womb, and from the conception. Though they bring up their children, yet will I bereave them, that there shall not be a man left. Yea, woe also to them when I depart from them. Ephraim, as I saw, Tyrus is planted in a pleasant place. But Ephraim shall bring forth his children to the murderer. Give them, O Lord, what wilt thou give? Give them a miscarrying womb and dry breasts. All their wickedness is in Gilgal, for there I hated them. For the wickedness of their doings I will drive them out of mine house. I will love them no more. All their princes are revolters. Ephraim is smitten. Their root is dried up. They shall bear no fruit. Yea, though they bring forth, yet will I slay even the beloved fruit of their womb. My God will cast them away, because they did not hearken unto him, and they shall be wanderers among the nations. Our reading in the New Testament for December 7th is 3 John 1, 1-15. The Third Epistle of John The Elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren, and to strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well because that for his name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such, that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. I wrote unto the church, But Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words, and not content therewith. Neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbidden them that would, and casteth them out of the church. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Demetrius hath good report of all men, and of the truth itself. Yea, and we also bear record, and ye know that our record is true. I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee. But I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name. Our reading in Psalms for December 7th is Psalm 126, 1-6. A Song of Degrees When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. 
Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And our reading in Proverbs for December 7th is Proverbs 29, 12-14. If a ruler hearken to lies, all his servants are wicked. The poor and the deceitful man meet together. The Lord lighteneth both their eyes. The king that faithfully judgeth the poor, his throne shall be established forever. And that's it for December 7th. All right, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. Today's prayer is on Matthew 5, 6, which says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. So hit the 30-second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on staying on the right road, because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, time and again you tell us blessings follow the pursuit of righteousness. For those who love righteousness, the rewards in this life and the next far outweigh anything the beast can offer. But the world would have us believe that blessed are those who hunger for fame, because they get reality TV shows, that there is nothing better than the lusts of the flesh and the pride of life. The road away from you, Father, may be an easy drive, but it only leads to hell. Help us to stay on the path of righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. That's all the Bible yallin' I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody listening and let this podcast be a blessing to them somehow. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like what we're doing and you want to support it, what I really need is for y'all to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squall and all our friends and family. And if you got any prayer requests, email them to BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you can't make things any better, just don't make them any worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. What are you, you listening to music? <laughs> what are you listening to? <laughs> I can't think of what it is. But you can hear it? (laughs) Is it the theme from Sesame Street? (laughs)